Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We are two longtime friends who discuss the sometimes riveting and trashy world of reality TV and docu-series. But through our own honey lens, which is uh, also maybe molasses and also maybe maple. But at the end of the day, hopefully, as we said, mildly sweet. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi, those honey lenses. That's what we, that's how, mm-hmm. how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, do you want to tell us, tell, tell the people what we're talking about today? Brand new day, my oh. babes, as we start a new chapter. This one, 90 Day Fiance, the tale's old as time, but it's the other way. We're towing it up. It's season five. Can you believe it? Episode one. And then while you say the title, I can't see you say the title. Far Trek, the next generation. Wow. Wow. Uh, are they going to be all 90s, like, alternative shows? Like, it'll be, like, Firefly or um maybe my so-called life uh maybe they'll throw out like a little bit of like unsolved mysteries you know okay well here's the thing this is the first it's a pun Mm -hmm. right obviously far track so if we're going to say that it's going to be a pun of 90 day stuff the, the other way in regards to television shows then you're saying okay so as a star trek professional you're saying the next generation happened in the 90s yes that's what john luke picard and you okay. know Riker. So, okay yeah, number no, one no, 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 no. You know, but okay. i will say okay so 90s television shows that are pun it could also be ready the next one if, if this happens give me money ready mm-hmm. faria like daria oh okay my no called wife <gasps> my no called my no called wife People yeah call, please please have that oh my god please who is and that also- you know who that is who's that my no called wife that's brandon and mary <laughs> oh my god they're crazy i can't wait to talk about them we're obviously starting with them can we start with them yeah so yes crazy all right let's do it um when you first when they first come on are you kind of like okay they're kind of weird and sweet and then as our story develops you're like you're fucking you're both crazy and you both and like you don't each one of you is like afraid of upsetting the other but then doing the same thing that the other one's doing because you both have like hardcore abandonment issues because both your all of your parents just up and left you and you're just like both of your these two people on opposite sides of the country whose parents just got up and left abandoned them found each other in the internet and now spend every waking moment except when she lies and says that her power is out facetiming each other because they are so afraid of losing each other and jealous and scared and also in love but also so dumb and young i mean so toxic and this the craziest part is that she she's worried that his giant American penis is just going to attack her. So then that made me go, oh, you, you think this man has a big penis? This, this Harry Potter, Justin Bieber individual has a, a big penis. So then what are the penises like? Where are you where you're from? This comes hot on the heels of another Filipino woman we know being tormented by a big banana from last night, which was, uh, you know this. Yes. So it's violent. We know what it's like for a, fel- a Filipino lady to just have an average white man in her life and that average white man, which is a lot for her. You yeah, know? How, like, how did how did Hazel deal with it? How did Hazel deal with it? I mean, let's assume that he got a big, he got a big old, big old, a big old one, you know. I uh, hate Tariq. Let's assume Tariq got a big old. No, if you're on Patreon, you can see what I'm doing. Tariq do got a big old one. No, I'm gyrating. Tariq got a big old one. <laughs> Tariq. Tariq. Okay, anyways. <sighs> her hands are up and she's like she put like you know she got rid of her neck she like has hands up and like the shoulders went up and i mean just no part of it like it made you it made you feel bad for hazel and it made you also feel bad for Tariq, which i don't know how she did that but it was a feat okay <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, stay okay. Let's still talk about it. So Brandon, okay, so let's go to his life. His life is Haram, like I said. They're all like, every, every life is Haram. But basically, you know, his parents get divorced when he's really young. And he lives with his mom. And his mom, like, has two other baby other siblings that happen down the road from who knows what. She never says there's a dad involved. The dad, His dad, he never really, really sees until later on in the life when his mom tests positive for drugs and then she loses custody of the kids. The younger kids go to foster kids, foster care. He goes to the dad who he really didn't know, but the dad is shitty to him. And then he like finds himself like kind of mildly homeless until his godparents are like, you know what? Just like park up in our place and just do his random chores and just like live your life. And that's, that's brand So, I mean, so many questions. Like I get his mother, what drug was she on? That's my first question. And like, also the, was the baby daddies of the other two kids, were they on drugs too? The fact that the kids just went into foster care. Like, I don't know that I would ever forgive my parent for going into foster care, but I don't know. So I'm not saying they should. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying. Um, but also the t- sister is beautiful. I really was it like yeah. sitting, the, sitting, seeing the sister and the mother sitting next to each other with the same makeup, but different. Like, like, it's like the mother was doing the kind of eyeshadow or the eye makeup that the daughter was doing except for she was doing with, with like a, like maybe a gray or charcoal <laughs> and the daughter was doing it with actual black liner. Um, and I'm just sad that none of her children got her beautiful red hair. Um, next is, I thought it was interesting that he kept saying half sister. Like when people identify their siblings as half right off the bat um, and say half, like, I, I guess I have a half brother and a half sister and I said it right off. But I would never say I'd be like my I'd be like my dad's oldest child, my sister. Like, that's my sister though. So it's always weird for me when folks say half siblings. It makes me believe that they feel that they're that means something to them. I don't know. But anyways. Yeah, maybe because he spent time away from them and with the dad. And so there I mean, I don't know, you know, got, yeah. there's obviously some issues there, but there's a issue. He, you know, he's not, he's not He's not been on this earth that much. And so he just kind of caught cognization, like maybe the last seven years of his life, you know? And so like, you know, we will, we'll, you can check in 20, 20 years down the line, but they are on the phone 24 seven. Like I said, like they sleep just looking at each other, you know, and they have talked about it being contentious. They show him going to get a teeth cleaning with, a girl who had just gotten very fresh, very chunky, very stripy highlights, a dental hygienist. And she, you know, like, is like, oh, okay, you're just gonna kind of come in and just have this person on FaceTime. And I'm just, okay, cool. This is, uh-huh. and then she's like, is this your first love? Because you're basically a little puppy peasant. You know, like, that's what that means. Like she asks that to be like, this is bananas. And this is something that adults don't do. And he's like, no, as it, you know, whatever. And she, we can see like the little phone like you know like on a gorilla stand and she just starts to pout and lose her mind this is the first of many different times we'll see her just be like you know for those of you guys who are just listening you didn't get to see that pantomime of chris chris is um, doing of uh mary but you're right chris you know what i didn't think of it that way i thought what is this busybody dental hygienist why did she ask that question but i see that she asked that question under the context of the fact that he brought this girl in with like a gorilla what is it gorilla stand or gorilla Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. magnetic stand Mm -hmm. yeah and he's brought her everywhere and this fool said no and then he tried to lie to mary and be like well that's not what it means in america no that's what it fucking means that's what it fucking means. You you basically just acknowledged the first girlfriend and not acknowledged her. And so she gets upset and she like he's like a, trying to bring her back from the brink. Meanwhile, these folks have never seen each other in real life. So their relationship is purely just this crazy following him around. Even when she's asleep, he like props her up so that she, if she were to crack one eye open, would see him washing a window and doing chores for his godparents because they allowed him to just live in the trailer in their driveway rather than him living out of out of his truck because his family and parents are not the people you know to help him out do the thing that he needs in life so we go to her 
And then it's like, she lives in this like beautiful, quaint little village. I mean, she's riding on a, what I think is a bull, but they keep saying a word that I've never heard, like cockerus or cacaoer. I'm like, like, I don't not, know. It's not is. cantaloupe, but it's like a rule. It's like, oh, one more time. <laughs> what is that animal? Cucalope? I'm sorry, cucalope? Yeah. <laughs> we could have wrote it down, but we're not professionals. So. <laughs> yeah. So she gets to her grandparents' house. Again, like Chris said, she got abandoned by her mother or, or father, who knows, maternal, oh. paternal parents. Yeah. Just both her and her brother just got dropped off at their grandparents' house. And like, they just went on to, you know, I don't know, live in the city. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Like, in my mind, I'm like, we're, are they still together? And if they just, just pretend they just didn't have a kid, were they like, you know what? It was so much better when we were just single. Let's just like got that kid up with your parents and just like pretend that never happened. And like, you don't tell anyone, I don't tell anyone, let's go live our lives. Is that what happened? I don't know, but they like, it's her and her older brother. So it would be crazy if like we find out that Mary's parents actually had more children after them, then that's like rude. Um, <laughs> I don't know ruder? what they did. What's ruder? Wait, it's ruder that they, they had more children or the ruder that they had two children and then just was like, yeah, yeah. Ruder that they had two children, dropped them off, went to live somewhere else, and then had more children that they're taking care of. That's rude. <laughs> like, at least you could be like, listen, this wasn't the life for me. Okay, we love each other, but we don't want to do this kid thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. So let's, what, is, what was your opinion about when they got to, when, when we got to the Philippines? I thought it looked, it made it look better than, uh, than the Sheila Philippines. And so that part made me happy, you know, uh, because we had used, we had just, again, last night watched a different episode of 90 Fiance, a different Jaggernaut world of someone in the Philippines. And so that person has been living, um, or all the B side of where that person is, has been like a little hard to take. So this one felt mm-hmm. like a little more like, oh, things are happening here. She, you know, she, they, she can just like hang out with her friends, pick up some Korean mango, you know. But here's like the part that is annoying. So we set up both these people are hungry for security and have insecure attachment and abandonment issues. We set up that they both are on, they want to be on TV, or I'm sorry, on FaceTime all the time. We set up that they both are jealous of each other and now we're going to set up that secretly both of them kind of wish that they weren't also having to be tethered to each other all the time. She literally says it was my idea to do this. But then she says, I lie to him and tell him that the power goes off. So my router, I just turn off when he's sleeping. So I can just go hang out with my friends who are boys who some of them are gay. So it's like, what are you, so, you know, like what is happening here? Because she's like, he's so crazy. And he, you know, he overthinks things and he, you know, doesn't trust me. Like that is what she thinks that he thinks. And then later on, he's going to have a completely kind of similar situation where they blame her. And it's like, she's the one that's like that. So I don't understand what the problem is like i don't get it like except that they both are i think in mild versions of mental disorders and in some sort of like uh oh is a word there's a you know like emotional uh there's like a yeah word abuse there's like emotional abuse cycle within each other you know they're like in a toxic yeah Mm -hmm. obviously toxic thing where they're just like kind of feeding off of each other in some way yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Trauma bond, that's what it is. They're in a trauma bond together. And that's hard because they have put on each other the thing they both needed, which is someone to be there for all the time. And then at the same time, it's too much pressure for them to give, which is someone that's there all the time, because you in fact need to have something for yourself. So like, they're just too young and dumb to think it to know that to know that yet, right? Well, yeah, no, I think I think I don't know, she's 23. I don't know how old he is. But she says that he asked her to stop dancing. And so she did, like a fool, and then lost her scholarship to college. So he's now, from her perspective and what she's telling her friends, done something that I find to be just, like, despicable. Yeah, especially because he started off being like, I love her so much. Let me tell you about her. She's top of her class. She's the queen of her dance team, honey. She, no one dances like this bitch. And so for her to be like, yeah, I'm no longer queen B bitch, uh, queen bitch of the dance team because he made me whatever leave is so weird, right? Yeah, it really is. It's weird and it makes me go, okay, like there's, there is a weird balance of like, he's blaming her, she's blaming him. But then she insists on being there when he's talking to his mother and his sister and his siblings, instead of her recusing herself and being like, you know what, talk to your family. She's still there. 
unless he's somehow being like, you need to be here, but then she also has a choice to like click off. So it's just very weird that she takes, she lies to him in order to be able to like be alone and be with her family. And he doesn't. To the detriment of his relationship with his sister and his little brother, whom typical of a family that is different than mine. When that boy says, when he's sitting out in front of his trailer with his mother and his sister and his brother, and they say, we don't, we feel like we haven't had time with you. He's like, let's keep it real. I don't really fucking know you, which, which to me indicates the half sister and half brother. I don't really know you. And then the sister gathers him. The sister is like, yeah, you're eight years older than me. However, we've been getting to know each other. Okay. As well as you, st- you you had to leave when you were making dinner with me because I had a friend over. And what I'm saying is that that's not fucking fair. It's not fair to me as your fucking little sister. And I need you to get some balls and be an older brother. And then the mother, which, I, listen, I'm on his side because I don't know what it's like to not have a mother. Well, I do. But I don't know what it's like to have a mother who's like on drugs. And so when he feels the way he feels about his mother, the fact that she has so much gusto, (laughs) like when she says the thing that she says, I'm like, girl, as much as you feel like you want this with him, I imagine that he harbors a lot of hurt from you for choosing drugs over him. And from his, from his perspective. So this like high horse that you're on right now feels like I need you to bring it down a little bit for me. Wahimalino. Not Chris. No, you're right. Oh, no. okay, good. You are absolutely right. It's a different scene than the Julio mom scene, which is hard to watch because of how, well, how close they are. Now, I think that the, that's the perfect point also, which is why she's okay saying the things that she does to his mom. Because I think that from her perspective, Brandon's told her what a shitty mom she's been. So she's there like, well, you guys hate me. Yeah, you guys hate me because you're all just drug addicts white trash or whatever she thinks of her you know like i think that that's kind of her being like well it makes sense that you would hate me so well guess what i don't want to be you either and he's gonna come live with me and get away from you because he tells me how horrible you are all the time he's living in a rv because like he doesn't have a family and you might think that it's crazy to come move to the philippines but like i'm surrounded by my family and my family would never like treat me the way that yours well i don't really know because her parents her parents abandoned her but you know but then she's always trying to like hang out with her niece why it's so crazy it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so let's take this moment to just have a woo-saw and go on commercial break. Okay, ready to come back? Hi. Yeah, Hi. Yes, so. oh, what's, what's happening? Wasn't that commercial great? Aren't great. Chris and I great actors? At one I mean, time, great, yeah. Right. yeah. All right. So the next couple that we're going to talk about, Holly and Wayne. And this picture is not accurate. I want them to show (laughs) he looks like a Latino and she looks like an Eastern European woman. I want a picture of them face on. Yeah. (laughs) She looks like Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) And he looks like a husband from Real Housewives in New Jersey. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Like what a pairing. These people are, what a pairing. These people are bananas. Let's talk about them. So Holly is weird yeah that's what was said <laughs> she is okay do you remember while like the early talk shows like phil or not phil i don't know just sally jesse like all the ones where they would have some woman on Ricardo long ass hair. Long yeah they'd always just have a long ass haired woman Don- and she, donatello yeah and then she, they'd always be like donahue. yeah phil donahue and sometimes she's Mormon or whatever. And sometimes she just likes the hair, but it's always like the hair is like so precious to me. And, and inevitably what ends up happening is they have to cut the hair. They always do it the exact same way, which is like, just, they just gather it at one time. And then they're just like, Whoa! And, and that's a snip noise if you're on Patreon. And then they show it to the person. The person has a goddamn mental breakdown. You know, like, I feel like I've seen that over and over again. And, and my only thought was, well, that's not the first time that person had a mental breakdown. Because nothing is more indicative to me of mental disease than 
long, long, long hair where it's just like never been cut kind of hair, like that kind of hair. Like that's crazy ass hair, you know, like, you know, there's certain things you just don't need to do. And like, it's so much. And I don't know. Yeah. Like it just is indicative of someone that just like doesn't have all their bearings, you know, that's me. (laughs) Um, Yes. We have Holly who is whatever age she states she is. 44. I think differ unless she's had a lot of smoking in her life. And um, she is, she has very thin hair. So it's not even thick, like long hair. It's like thin. So it feels like she should trim it, you know, somewhat. And she's Mm. putting it like in curlers or whatever, as though it's losing its curl and it's not. She is in wedges and she's in like a little skin tight, sexy outfit. And she says that somebody once told her that she belonged in a circus, which I think is fucking crazy. Like, don't tell me I belong in a circus. Like, it's crazy just because her hair is long. But then they have this shot of her, like, in the desert of Utah, like, twirling. And she's, like, twirling halfway and then twirls back. So she is a barber. And she says that she's a barber because women complain too much, which is true. Like, when she said that, I was like, you know, that's a fair call out. Mm-hmm. That like she was like I don't want to work with women, and then at first when she's cutting that man's hair and she's like being complimentary to him, I'm like oh my god she's messing his hair up. But then at the end he looked great, so she's good at her craft. Now she is in love with a man named Wayne who lives in South Africa, and so we go to South Africa again. Remember Ronald <laughs> of Ronald and Tiffany, and I know it's trouble. I know it's trouble because for whatever reason these white South Africans are wild. So she, she, but we find out that she's actually been to South Africa, which is like, okay, I get it. You've been to South Africa. Um, she talks about how she was homeschooled and she has ADHD and even her family gets annoyed with her. Um, but then when we meet Wayne, who is hot until he opens his mouth and he has like a crooked jaw and like vampire fangs, Chris. Yeah, I didn't think he was hot at all. And then I thought you were going to hate him for all the reasons why we've, you know, I thought you were going to hate him. So I was so so surprised when I saw that you said that he was hot. You know, um, he, yeah, he, uh, she says that she likes dating and she likes traveling and she will not date any more Utah Ian men. You know, she like won't do it, you know? And, that kind of, I don't know. She's, but like, I'm like, why are you there? Like, why, ha- why, what are you doing there then? Like, why haven't you moved out? Like with your, like aesthetic, like, why haven't you gone to Austin? It feels like she could live her life somewhere like Nashville or somewhere like New York or something like that if she want. Well, I don't know about New York. Oh, uh, well, says no. But um, yeah, he, he lives his life there and he, she's been there for seven days that was confusing to me while just was she there she, the seven days that you know that she's been there before is that is when she was there to make, meet him right mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah yeah i heard she likes seven, to travel and date she that's her thing chris i heard seven days and i said south africa is a long ass trip from utah especially south africa is like 24 hours might be too much that's australia but south africa is a long ass trip and to only go for seven days is wild to me if I had to take more than 10 hours to get somewhere, I'm staying for like two weeks. I'm going to find out how long it takes. You talk. Yeah, find that out. So anyways, so she go, she's gone there to visit him. And while she was there, they have a moment because of the electricity grid where the power and everything goes off, including the security system. So a lot of homes get broken into, which I feel like can't be true. It's not a lot of homes. It's wherever he lives, right? And so his house has gone broken into many times. And I think to myself, okay, just because the security system isn't up doesn't mean that you can't like have some kind of system in your home to where people can't bust through your windows or they can't break down your door. So I was confused, but I don't know. In the U.S., there's a lot of mechanisms to allow someone to not break into your home. You have bars and you have something on the front door, whatever. Anyways, so she gets there and he proposes to her, I think three days in, at a beautiful water fountain, she says. And she immediately gets up and runs away, which is a sign. 
the fact that a grown ass 44 year old woman would get up and run away from a man when he proposes, when she proposes, when he, when he proposes, and then he has to chase her down and she says, yes, that woman who's been married twice already is really interesting. So she got married once. And I think it was like less than six months. And then she got married again. And then it was like less than 12 hours. She got it annulled. So I don't know. Mental, mental illness. Not, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I mean, allegedly, not really, but kind of. I mean, whatever yeah. team is <laughs> Okay, so just so you know, if you're flying from Atlanta, you can have a nonstop flight. Uh, and then you can go right to Johannesburg and it's 15 hours. And you can do a nonstop flight uh, from JFK. So. 15 know. hours. Yeah, 15 hours. But those are if you get to from those places. So if you are not in those places, you'll have to get to those places and then factor in your own time. That's 20 hours to me. 20 hours. I think that you can also uh, get a flight from Miami. So I feel like Miami flies everywhere south. Like, yeah, so 15. Yeah. Miami is great. Um, so about, you know, 15 to 20 hours it would take a person to get there. Um, seems like but a not lot. from Utah. There's no like, there's nothing from Salt Lake City, honey. So Salt Lake City to Atlanta or to Salt Lake City to Miami. So she'd still have to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her other thing is that, so Jehovah's Witness, right? She's a Jehovah's Witness. He's a Jehovah's Witness. And they're like into like redoing that as Wa said, because she was married before or whatever. And like, but you know, so it's one of those things where it's like, she didn't uh, really like, I don't know if she is going, she's okay. Jehovah's Witness is like one of those things where she's like kind of like a born again Christian or that like you know Catholic reborn where they've already had sex, they've already definitely gotten married, but now we're going to pretend that none of that's happened before and it's going to be the first time. So now we're going to not have sex to marriage, and my mom is going to come with me and act as a chaperone. Me and her are going to sleep in your bed. You're going to sleep on that bed. And Holly thinks that her mom is going. This is a little confusing. Stay for couple of months an indeterminate amount of time to make sure it's safe and wayne thinks the minute that they say i do and they're married that the mom is going to take a 15 hour train i'm sorry train (laughs) a 15 hour plane ride back honey i don't care where but definitely not south of uh south uh, africa right well yeah it was confusing that he felt that she should go even though she got a ticket for three months who knows um, but we all know that that's a crazy situation. She gives me Eugenia Cooney vibes. Eugenia Cooney is a YouTube personality. You I know, know. Who, you know who it is? Yeah. And I wasn't going to say this, but I does. She does also give me some of those themes of that kind of person. And, uh, and I wondered if the like sore throat sound was like part of that. And I'm not yeah. saying anything else. I thought it was interesting that producers had her go in public to talk to him, which is like crazy. Like weird. Why wouldn't she get home when she had this conversation? So anyways, we said all we had to say about him and the her. So let's move on to Julio and Kirsten. Wow, wow, wow. We have a lot. A lot to say. Some twists and turns, you know, or uh okay, so let's just let's just break it down. So they start, and Wa said it in this thing, but they start like in a restaurant, and then we land on a table of two people and we see their faces like a long time for this can't break this whatever I'm looking at. So I was like, oh, one of these people is the person. But this is the B-footage role to bring us to the life that is, like, you know, Julio's life. But he's not one of those two people. Then it swings around and then goes to the, like, DJ, and that's Julio. And I was like, oh, why did I see those people's faces? It's bad directing. It was so weird. We see a woman getting plates from the sous chef. And she gets the plates and she turns around, the camera follows her, and then she goes to a a table, she hands them their meal, but then they have two like cuts. So one where the camera is behind her, and then they tell her, Okay, go back in, and now we're gonna catch you coming out face first. And so then she goes, <laughs> and if I were those people, I'd be like, Can you just give me my food? The food looked yummy, by the way. No. <sighs> so good. 
Um, there was some at some site at like Latino yes. restaurant, and so they'd give us like a fake. And so we think like, is it the server? Is it this the two people sitting here? No, it's the DJ, a club DJ at this small ass restaurant. So we're just like mildly confused as to I, what's going on. <laughs> that is so true. Again, it looks like a very yummy like latin fusion or mexican restaurant like high like high-end cocktails and then we're then it's suddenly a club and people are like i, I bet you a hundo percent of people that are in that restaurant don't really want to hear the music at the decibel that he's that he's playing but then he's like oh people think that i'm just like you know like getting into some hip-hop and in these headphones honey it's taylor swift and we were like what like nobody cares that you're a swifty nobody think that's cool that you're a swifty not at all. Like, I thought he was going to, he could have said a billion other things. Like, I yeah. thought he was going to say, like, but it's Fallout Boy, or I don't know, but it's EDM, but it's uh, Korean pop, you know, K pop. Like, it could have been a billion things. But when he said Taylor Swift, I was like, it's yeah. an older than you white woman? That's who you're listening to? And it's not even Fiona Apple? Like, what? Okay, so I couldn't even nut across the board. And then, okay, so then, you know, he tells us a little bit on him, honey. So, he was born in the DR and his mom, you know, and it was just his mom and him and his mom is hot as hell. And his mom just like, you know, gets offer after offer of men after men that are like willing to lay down their lives for that one, honey. And many different men in America, you know, like Lydia, eat your heart out or whatever, but like, God bless <laughs> anyway, she, you know, like whatever gets and gets many different proposals. And she's like, well, I'm not going to move without my son. He's like, yes, son, please come. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, it is so interesting. Like we find out that this person got to the U.S. and didn't know English and cried. So there's obviously some break, and he's like, he has waves. So we know that he's like, okay, I'm black. Um, but <laughs> he had a hard time coming to the states, and so he he's a thrill seeker. He feels like you know the United. States, I mean, he tells us that he's basically like an elementary school security guard or something. <laughs> and I mean, that's what I gleaned from what he does slash a club DJ. Yet we didn't see him in a club DJing. We saw him at a restaurant DJing. So like, is it real? But he loves to travel. And I think at some point he decided that living in the United States was not the thing for him because Europeans have much more of a vacation friendly work week, work environment. And I felt him on that as somebody who like, I mean, do I work in corporate America? Kinda. She does not work in corporate Marriott. Okay. So <laughs> just so you know, she doesn't work there, even though for a moment we all thought you would say that. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to say, but I don't work in corporate America, but I work in nine to five America. And I have seniority in my company. So I have three weeks of vacation a year. But those who don't, ooh, rough, rough, Chris. Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. So he's been, you know, so he's felt like an outsider, but then, you know, it really, obviously when he started, you know, the music thing is a big deal for him. And he felt like, you know, it, it sort of like got him in and it, it, in that plus the traveling opened up his mind. He loves, as we said, you know, other places, but then it starts to feel like there starts to be a couple of things that make me feel like, well, I don't want you to just like love uh, like Anglo-Saxon people. Okay. Because the things will come up. So, but let's go to her. Okay. She's cute. Her name is uh, Kristen. She lives in, you know, like a small, what? Her name is not Kristen. It's what? Kirsten. Kirsten. Sorry. You're right. Uh, you know, yeah, you're right. That's, that always got me. Uh, like Kirsten Dunst. Okay. So, um, Basically, she lives in a very cute part of the Netherlands that has canals and bikes. So kind of like Amsterdam in the sense that like, it's just real picturesque because she's just like, I don't have any need to ever drive anywhere. And there's like, I can get drunk and get on my bike all day long, you know, which is what I do. Like, you know, every time I'll say this, all of the footage of them, of their love relationship feels like Instagram stories and they feel specifically like they were taken from her phone. So a lot of what we get from her and him is her face looking at a, a phone and initial shot of kind of, you know, as a girl does, like wanting to look hot and sometimes also in a filter, you know? Not sometimes, Chris, at oh. all times. When I saw her in real life, I was like, oh, 
the filter does a body good. Like I've never felt like a filter did somebody justice. And in this moment, I'm like, okay, I see why you put it on. I mean, do I cut this out? Did I say no, something I, wrong? No, 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 no. Okay. No, you because her face is very boxy. And when she puts the filter on, it's not a square anymore. I know what you're saying. And I did, you know, I know what you're saying. And uh, I, I never think a filter is good. I hate it. But I understand why she did it. And also, like, it's very clear that she's like a bottle blonde. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I mean, from that part of the world, you would think that people are naturally blonde. I mean, me, Holland? Yes. I've, I don't know that I've ever seen a dark haired Hollander. Not to say they don't exist. I'm sorry if you're from Holland out there or Netherlands. I've never seen one. Everyone that I've seen has been blonde. Sure. But the shades of blonde, there's Sandy blonde. She wants to be white ass blonde, you know? Okay, uh, maybe that's what I'm seeing then. Okay. Yeah. You know, and she's, she's also wearing extensions, you know, like, oh yeah, she has a, you know, she has that yeah. fake, well, she's wearing eyelash extensions sometimes, you know, sometimes not, which always gives her a different look, you know, uh, Holly, be always wearing eyelash extensions. I can't imagine. Holly's going to look like a completely different person if we ever see that person without eyelash extensions, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we'll be Absolutely. like, who is that? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> bald I mean, eyed. She's going to look bald eyed. But I mean, I, I, I'm okay with eyelashes because I, you know, what it's fine. But the, me too. the jarring juxtaposition between Kirsten with a filter and Kirsten with no filter was like, oh. Yes, yes, because she, you know, and this is unfortunate. It's like, because with the filter, right, this is like an, un, looks like a model. You know, you're just like, oh, we, you know, we really know this person is ridiculously beautiful, but in a fake way where you're just like, well, that person looks like a fake person, like an AI person, which is because, of course, she's using a filter to change the facial structure of her face. I mean, you know, yeah, like it's a, you know, okay. So, um, as well as like an eye brighten her, th- I don't know, I don't know. Anyway. Okay, so, but he's obsessed with her. He loves her, you know, like loves her they like they met they they met you know and like he wanted to facetime and she was like wary of her accent you know but they did anyway and he uh was a fan and then she also drops this bit of knowledge which is that he you know she he's obsessed with european culture he tells her and therefore when she mistakenly or i don't know says that her instead of calling him julio she doesn't mistakenly she's like no i'm by the way i'm smart so just, if you watch me, if you hear me and you are like, why is this Dutch bitch calling him Julio or whatever she calls him? Uh, you guys need to know that I know it's Julio, but he wants me to call him this, which I was like, episode one, girl, she knows, you know, she knows, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, at this moment, we're going to take a little break. All right. So we're back. Hi, uh, look at that. Hello. Okay. Um, so basically here's the saddest part of them. There's two scenes that we have and, um, it's basically, I will say this, Julio is the star. He is really, really cute. And I think that he has a charming personality and a lot of people love him, including his friend that they like to play beer pong and his mom. Yeah. And the mom scene tears me asunder. Tears my heart out rips i can't deal with this mom scene it's like it's interesting because of course again brandon has a mom scene and it's a different kind of mom scene and this mom scene is just like you feel everything and you're like can i be him can i come i will i will dress as a boy I'll, i'll drag king it up and then he can go away and i will come live with you and just be your the son that you brought from the dr i'll do my best that's how i felt wa yeah no you're not wrong in your feelings okay you um you know you're not wrong so he has a moment with his friend vicente vincent who's like your plan is stupid Mm -hmm. so i suggest you do something else because as a latino who has a latino mom i'm gonna tell you right now that you deciding to just spring this on her is not gonna work because you've been with this woman your entire life in fact she had an opportunity to come to the u.s live with some man and she said not without my son 
aka not without my daughter starring sally fields uh lifetime television movie for women mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. a woman who goes to iran um and you got to tell her it's not going to go over well and so we have that movie that that moment where we're watching beer we're watching them play beer pong and she, he's like does she even know what beer pong is and we're like vicente shut up and two we're like oh it's halloween based on the webbing on all of the stuff behind vicente that this was filmed in october so let me tell you this toe turnaround was quick normally it's a full year but with this toe they gave it to us near i mean like what 12 weeks after they gave us the other one maybe not even overlapping right because we just had the end of the toe while we had so it's just like a lot um anywho so we cut to the mother chris tell us more about the mom she's cooking and she's making uh i think ribs rice i mean the i mean just the yummiest things what e ensalada she's making ensalada as well yeah 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 and you know he's talking to her and again she's so gorgeous it's unbelievable and she kind of like immediately knows that her son isn't like being truthful and has other plans and the way that he tries to tell her that he wants to move there is saying like i'm not happy and this will make me happy and this is what i want and she we see someone who loves her son who and also was on camera who is trying to grapple with the reality of losing like probably the, you know, obviously the most important person in her whole life and her son, really. So, you know, um, who she's been with the entire time. And she probably also can't even understand like why he'd leave America, you know, like why, why can't she come here? Like why I don't understand why you would leave. I don't know. I don't want to put that on, but like, you know, she does ask him that like, why won't she, I wish she would come here. She starts to cry and he can sort of tell and he's like, mom, you know, like this is what'll make me happy. And I mean, she's like, I'm going to have to be okay with it. I'm going to have to learn to get it, but I can't right now. I mean, tears are like, she's, she starts crying, you know, he knows it. He like, he must know that she's going to start to cry the minute that she turns away. And, you know, it's interesting because I feel like he feels guilty And she knows she has to let go. She knows she can't be like, stay. But obviously she wants him to. Well, I was really sad. Yeah, it was really sad. She cried. And I was really grateful that they kept the cameras rolling. Because I felt like I was really worried that they were going to be like, okay, shut down, shut down. But she was like, I have been with this boy for his entire life. It, It made me sad a little bit too because... What a, what a blessing to be able to have a child, grow this person in your belly, watch them grow up, and then watch them leave you. It's, it's an experience that I will never have, though I want it. And so I th- also think that he will have a better time in Amsterdam than in the U.S. Because I don't know that he's perhaps at the top of his security game or at the top of his DJing game. So I'm happy for him to go. I'm rooting for this couple. And we end with him going to the airport and her actually getting stopped at customs and being very upset about it. (laughs) I'm like, well, you know, it happens to a lot of people. So why not you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your last name was Haddad. It would happen more and more, but yeah, I know. Oh my God. You treat me like a criminal. Yeah, you know, I wonder if he thinks the grass is greener and I wonder if it's going to be, you know, like we'll just see. Well, you know, but we don't know, you know, and he he likes getting around. Um, So then that's it for that couple, right, babe? Do you want to move on? Yes, let's move on to Kenny and Armando. Now, I'll tell you this. There is not one 90 Day Fiance fan 
that was like, dear God, thank you, God. I've been waiting on bated breath for more Kenny and Armando. There's definitely a billion 90 Day fans to be like, Kenny Kenny and Armando, what lovely human beings that are super cool, super sweet, and we want them to be happy. I wish them the absolute best. I mean, I really do. It's just that, how do I say this? They're not interesting and they're not super funny so they're not great fodder for commentators so that's why it's like i don't you know as much as i like henny i don't think that he's going to make a funny banter in any sort of situation specifically watching a tell-all like so that part's crazy to me but then yeah like are we gonna just talk more and more whether you're gonna have a baby i just i i mean there's hardly any drama. They're in, in love and love and love. And I'm so happy for them with this beautiful little girl they're helping to raise. And maybe there's some drama exists because I don't know whether or no his, his other whole adult family feels like he abandoned them and they don't really get to talk about that as much. But besides that one key, which is like a little bit, a uh, little bit of a thing. I, I, yeah, I just, uh, I'm not like needing more, needing a whole season of them. Yeah. You know, Kenny and Armando are the Guillermo and Cara are the Marcel and whatever her name was. And they're just like normal compared to what 90 Day Fiance has in store for us for the last couple of years. However, because they're LGBT, because they're gay men, they provide a certain normalcy that I think certain parts of America needs to see. And it's not for me. It's not interesting. I have questions, which I will ask um, the other podcasts that we are invited on this week. More questions about that. Um, but, you know, they're riding horses in the beginning, which is lovely and very oh. privileged. It's very a lovely, privileged thing to see. Well, lovely well when you say privileged now of course these people now they said they live in a private gated part of wherever they're living which definitely sounds privileged but from what i know like in mexico it's not privileged to like ride a horse right i mean not but it's for them too it feels like it is like it feels very like they're on a mountainside like galloping through the you know it's very pole dark it's very outlander if you've seen those shows um, and they are 30 years apart, which I didn't know. I think that Kenny's gotten a facelift. Oh, I, I realize it. Now. Well spent money. Well spent. Yeah. 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 I mean, by the way, I'll go on someday. I will. Oh, it's like a thing. Yeah. I can't. I, yes, I will. I will. I will have to get my, like, I have a little waddly. Bleh, Okay. Uh, Patreon, you can see what I'm doing right now here with Patreon. Look, ready? Yeah, I mean, I would like to, you know, witness that. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm showing you the guaddling of my neck. His, her gobble. Her, like, oh, Jenny. Her, oh, her Jenny, gobble. if you will. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> what was, I'm sorry, what was your weird word for, like, that commercial, a wawoo? Uh, woosah. Woosah, honey. Woosah. We need, we need a woosah after that. Um, I love you. But yeah, no, I, I will. And so he did. And um, but anyway, you can. Listen, I'm, I'm not mad at it. But no, I I'm love. Not, I'm, I'm mad at the. I'm mad at him being on again. Go on. Yes. <laughs> I love their version of Mexico, though. And I think it's really important to show a different Mexico than I think 90 Day Fiance would like to show. You know, 90 Day Fiance is rude. Mike Sharp, they're rude. The way that they show Philippines sometimes, the way that they show Turkey sometimes, the way that they show, I don't know what other place we've been to, um, it's rude sometimes. And I just love this version of Mexico that is that is very fun. Um, and then, so they drive to Mexico City, which Armando doesn't want to go to because he's like, there's crime. And Kenny's like, I would like to be able to walk two blocks to get food and two blocks to get coffee. Thanks. And I'm, I'm with Kenny. And then Hannah has learned English, which is beautiful for her. Remember Hannah? She has her own page. And she's like modeling or whatever. Armando's really like set her up for success. Sorry, I've been having this whole fantasy now of like, you know what, what I wish I could see how like the indigenous people of any 
culture lives at the highest five-star luxe level. Like, I want to see how the richest Filipino people live and where they eat and, like, live. And I also, like, so I don't want to see any trans or any expats and like i don't want that but like you know then i yeah i want to i would love to go like yeah mexico city is okay so obviously they're gonna set up two things for the armando kenny storylines one being more baby shit baby shit whether like kenny wants a baby kenny's trying to dodge baby kenny's too old for the baby and armando's like well that's why we should start now because you're you think you're old now buddy you only get older and i don't you know that whole thing and the second thing is now shall we move to mexico city because Kenny likes Mexico City, uh, and it'll be, you know, perhaps more diverse, more easier for them to live. And, you know, Kenny, like, moved to Mexico for Armando. And so, like, at this point, there's maybe a subtle, like, well, I get to get something in my life. And, you know, maybe this is it. So Mexico City, I've never been, but it's on my bucket list. You know, like, it's supposed to be absolutely fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous beyond compare. And then for me personally a huge population of Lebanese people. In fact, one of, I mean, whether this is good or bad, because, you know, politically, whatever, who knows what this person is, but the like, one of the richest people in Mexico is a Lebanese businessman, a Mexican Lebanese businessman, or Lebanese Mexican, whatever, uh, named Carlos Slim, who like, whatever, and he like, they all live in Mexico, so they're just like, rich, 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 rich. Yeah. You know? Mexico City is supposed to be fabulous. I'm excited to go one day in my life. But what we do know about Kenny and Armando is that it will be boring. So that's what you have for us. That is our POV. We thank you so much for being here. If you would like to support your girls and join us on Patreon, you can do so by doing $10 a month. We have a live every first Monday of the month, as well as you get the episode in the visual 24 hours before the rest of the world does, as well as we have exclusive content that is just for you. So, but on the main level, if you want to support us and ensure that we can get this product out to you, please join us on patreon.com slash docusweeties, $10 a month. We love you so much. And Chris is going to tell us what you can do if you don't have $10 a month. Thanks, Wah. Okay, so if you want, you can go on Instagram and type in at DocuSweeties and then do the same thing on TikTok. And then um, on Twitter, you would go at DocuSweeties and added one and you would follow all of our things. And, you know, I think that if you follow us on Instagram, threads happens too, but I'm... Well, well, I'll just have to add to the list, honey. I'm going to add threads to the list, honey. I mean, what am I supposed to do, honey? Just like keep it on, keep it on, keep it on. Remember Clubhouse? Remember House Party? Anyway, remember Marco Polo? No. What? I'm sorry. Do you remember them? I don't know if you do. I Um, remember all of them. Clubhouse is fabulous. Marco Polo was great. And what was the other one? House Party? That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) That was so much fun. All right. My my loves, uh, thank you so much for listening and give us five stars if you haven't yet. Otherwise, we'll talk to you later. Okay? Bye. Bye. Bye.